0: Hi, this is Natalie Hoffman of FlyingFreeNow.com, and you're listening to The Flying Free Podcast, a support resource for women of faith looking for hope and healing from hidden emotional and spiritual abuse. Welcome to Episode 132 of The Flying Free Podcast. Today, I have with me a member of... Well, she's been a member of both the Flying Free Sisterhood Program and now she's a member of the Flying Higher program. Her name is Marie Griffith Griffith. And yes. she is going to be, we're going to be talking about those two programs and how they were helpful for her and what they've how they've been instrumental in helping her fly free and then fly higher. So welcome to the podcast, Marie. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, Natalie. Why don't you tell us before we um, get into the questions, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself so that people have kind of a context for who you are and why you would join a program like this and where you're going and all of that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, I'll make that this brief. Um, I was married for 26 years. Uh, I'll say 26 years from the first time. Yes. Yes. We were married twice. My husband, Fascinating. <laughs> that's the <another> story. <laughs> um, so, uh, so we were married the first time in 1994, the second time in 2000, but and we did it the same day because we didn't want to change our anniversary date, so we that's always funny. just said 26 years. Um, so there's that. Um, I was, uh, when I was 27, I had grown up in a Christian home and I was 27 though, I gave my whole entire life to Jesus, meaning here I am, use me however you want, um, God. And uh, my husband, I don't know, he never said this, but I think he thought, what, <laughs> what is, this is it what I bargained for I don't know that I don't want to put words in his mouth but uh he was not as interested in the things of God as I was Mm.
0: okay so
1: that'll just give you a little bit of insight into that but because I did that I went all in I, I planted a church in 1995 or I helped plant a church I've been doing ministry I did ministry for over two decades um Homeschooled my kids for 10 years. He was on board with that. He loved that. Okay. Uh, Took the kids to church, taught Sunday school, did did all of that. He would come if the kids would be singing or something like that. But most of the time, he was not involved. Except we finally did go to church as a family starting in 2009. That's a whole other story. (laughs) Um, But we were part of that church for 8 years until we left in 2017 because we just we realized there it was a toxic church environment i mean we didn't know what to call it at the time but it was spiritual abuse okay that actually was the beginning of me realizing when i was researching what happened to us and i learned about spiritual abuse in my reading i was discovering there were some of the same things in my marriage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, but I really just pressed that down. I'm an expert at pressing things down, you know, just <clears throat> not looking fully at what is right in front of me sometimes um, just to get through. So anyway, so we left that church in, in 2017 and between then and that time My eyes were just opening more and more to things happening in my marriage. Our kids were older. So I thought my, because I always admitted to everybody, you know, and I talked about it, I spoke about it, that I had a hard marriage, but that's what I thought it was, a hard marriage. Mm -hmm. I did not realize that it was a destructive marriage, but. My eyes were slowly opening to that, but I still would not have called it that. I still wouldn't have called it that until I think it was May, May of, uh, I don't even know if it was May of 2019, May of 2020. I heard you on a podcast. I don't, I I can't remember which one it was, but it wasn't Flying Free. It was another podcast. You were a guest. Okay. And and it just went to the next episode. I wasn't even looking for it. I was actually still researching spiritual abuse because I wrote about it. So I was still processing all that healing, writing about that. Well, this, so I was listening to something on Diane Langberg, and then you popped into the next. You just started playing
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> so, so the introduction was like, yes, you're going to you're about to hear from Natalie Hoffman. She was married. Um, she was a homeschool mom. Check. She married for 25 years. Check. a well, uh, Christian woman. Check. And she was in an emotionally abusive marriage. And I was like, oh, I got to listen to this, you know. <laughs> and so you started talking and I was like, this is my story. What She is putting words to my story. Mm -hmm. And Natalie, from there, I went to your Flying Free podcast, listened to every butterfly story. (laughs) Now, I have to tell you, I did that for like three or four days. And I was taking all of this in. And probably a lot of this will resonate with a lot of women. I was taking it in. It was validating. But I was terrified at the same time. Mm. terrified. So I put it on the back burner for a little while. I was like, okay, wait, I just got to calm down a minute. Just, you know, okay, what, what is going on here? And so, you know, and I was in counseling already at the time. Um, anyway, I won't go into all of that, but because of that podcast, because of already that I was researching spiritual abuse, God just used that to rapidly start opening my eyes to the truth. And I can't remember the day, but I remember when it finally hit me. I, I'm in a an emotionally abusive marriage. And uh, so I just, every time I would go walking, which for my mental health all throughout my marriage, Uh, physical fitness has been very important to me. So as I did that, and I discovered your podcast, I would listen to it over and over. I mean, I've listened to every single podcast. Mm, And I mean, every, every single one, some of them several times, but here, here you are on it.
0: Oh, I know. I'm just—I can't
1: even believe it. No,
0: and so, not even that short. It's not even really been that long of a time. No, it. it's crazy. It's wow. not. It. I mean, that's why I
1: say rapidly because for some it is slower. But I think because God had already prepared me, yeah, um, and opened my eyes through my own research on spiritual abuse, I was just ready. My heart was ready to yeah. receive it. Yeah. So
0: you know what's? I, remember, I was go ahead what's interesting is that you were look, you were kind of getting help for the spiritual abuse with the church situation. And then that woke you up to, Oh, wow, I've got this going on in my marriage. A lot of women, it's the opposite. They start seeing the abuse in their marriage and then they start comparing it to what they're, what's going on in their churches. And they start seeing it there too. But the, the bottom line is that they do go hand in hand in many cases. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So sorry to interrupt.
0: What were you going to say? No, no,
1: no, it's fine. Um, but anyway, so I was listening to your podcast and then you were uh, promoting Flying Free. Okay. And so I wanted to get into the spring
0: of 2020, I think it was. Okay. So last year, like during, was it during co- when COVID started? Yes. When would okay. you have started letting people in? April? Oh, yes. It would have been April of last year. That March would have been an opening. April, yep. Something like that. So. I almost did,
1: but I didn't because, well, first of all, COVID, the world was crazy. I was like, you know, I, I'm, I didn't know what was going to happen. So I just, I'm the kind of person that if I'm going to pay for something, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I just, oh, good. I'm just good. like that. Um, So I thought, do I have the time? I mean, because I was in the middle of writing my series on my spiritual abuse experience, which was, you know, that was intense for me. No. But anyway, so I was just like, I waited and then I regretted it so bad. I regretted it two weeks after.
0: Oh, no. I was like,
1: no, I should have signed. I should have went ahead and um, signed up. But anyway, I just kept listening to everything I could. I looked you up on YouTube, listened to some of those things. You had introduced me to Bob Hamp and Patrick Doyle and Leslie Vernick. So I started, you know, taking in their resources and I just was, I I kept getting stronger and stronger and I determined, oh, I'm going to sign up the
0: next time she opens it. And I did. And I can't remember when that was, September? So that would have been, the next opening would have been, yeah, it would have been like September, October. In the fall. Okay.
1: So I joined and I ate, I mean, I did the course and, you know. All the courses. Now, my husband and I were already separated. Your podcast and all the resources that I I was taking in gave me the strength to separate from my husband on June the 1st,
0: 2020.
1: Okay. And he moved out, which, by the way, that was the fifth time during our marriage that we had been separated. Um, And so that was June. Yeah. So I was still taking in, going to counseling, um, read boundaries for marriage. I had read boundaries before, read boundaries for marriage. That really helped too. Um, and I, I credit the resources that you gave me with the courage to stay strong because on the podcast, y'all would talk about I had never heard this no contact thing. Like sometimes you just have to go no contact because that's how they keep pulling you in, Mm
0: -hmm. you know?
1: Mm -hmm. So I went more, I mean, I, I did as no contact as, as I could, you know, more than I ever had before. So it just changed something in me too. Um, and so by the time that I uh, entered your program again, I filed for divorce like two weeks probably after I entered your flying free. Okay. I was just, and I'm the kind of like, I'm an accountant by trade. So everything's in order. I did course one, course two, course three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you sound like me. <laughs> Got to make sure I I'm, check it off in the right order. I'm,
1: I'm going to do this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, um, so, but I mean, I was just, I, I'm, I'm not a, much of a TV watcher anyway. I mean, it's usually a series if I'm going to watch something. Mm-hmm. I don't just watch TV every night. So, I mean, that's what I was doing in the evenings. I was just doing your stuff, you know, and, um, I filed for divorce. Gosh, I forget what the date was. But um, that was huge because even that day when I went to sign the papers, I was still, still, I was like, God, is this right? Because Natalie, I mean, when I gave my life to the Lord, the whole reason, I mean, I wanted to please him.
0: Yeah, I
1: wanted to please him. And no, I did not think, I did not think that God was mean or, you know, I believe, this is one of the core beliefs I, believe, I think that I had, or I know I had, that kept me in that marriage for so long. I had seen plenty of people divorce and have great lives. It wasn't like I thought, you know, God was going to punish me and I was going to go to hell if I got a divorce. Even though, you know, I heard all that. God hates divorce, all that. Um, but I believe that God would be more glorified if I stayed in the marriage. Yes, and I thought it would look better, I, and, and I mean it would lift high the name of Jesus, yeah, more if I stayed in the marriage. Um, but you helped me. Oh, oh, I forgot to mention the thing that I think you said, and of course, I think I talked about this in the forum, and you didn't remember saying it, so who knows. If you said it, somebody else said it, but I credit you with saying this because it sounds like something I've heard in Flying Free over and over, but God loves me more than he hates divorce.
0: I think actually Leslie Vernick, I think, is the first person who's ever said that. Well,
1: maybe you were talking on this podcast about that because, you know, I know Leslie coached you. Mm -hmm. Maybe you said that or something. I don't know. But I heard that and God used that to, I mean, I remember the first time I said that to my husband. Well, I didn't say it. I yelled it. I yelled (laughs) it to him. I I said, God loves me because he knew that that was so um important to me. It yeah. was so important to me to please God and he used that to his advantage. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, I mean yeah. he did. I cannot tell you how many times he said, I thought you were a Christian woman. Yeah. I thought you, you know, you know, you know all that. I've heard and it all. That,
0: that is spiritual abuse. Yes. Right there. That's what that yeah. is. Using God to control someone else. Yep. So that's the Oh, okay. So I am divorced.
1: And when was your divorce final? It was, it was fast, Natalie, because our kids were older. My, our youngest was 18 or 19. I can't even remember. No, she had just turned 19. Okay. So I didn't go after any of his retirement or anything. Thank God I live in my childhood home. And, um, he wasn't going to try to, I mean, he, he threatened a couple of times like, oh, well, I, I could make you sell it and I, we could get, ha- you know, I could get some of the equity and I was like, okay, well, I'll get some of your retirement too. You right, know, right. <laughs> but anyway, um, we, we actually did the, I mean, it was such a blessing, but it was November, November of 2020 is when it was final. Okay. So it, it, it happened fast. Um, That's great. It doesn't usually, no, anyone i know. who's listening. It doesn't usually go that no, way. <laughs> it doesn't. And I, I hear that. And so, you know, I, I just thank God for that. I think yeah. Natalie, I mean, I was, I didn't realize how exhausted I was um, until he left and i knew you know like i was going no contact and you know things like that i mean when you walk around on eggshells for over two decades you're exhausted yeah. you know but and i'm sure you've experienced this too and i've heard this from a lot of the women but you make other connections yeah in 2011 i was diagnosed with tachycardia the doctors could never figure out what why in the world like oh my gosh what is this they did all kinds of tests on my heart they thought i had mitral valve prolapse they thought i know i have tachycardia it's connected i've read i've researched it's connected to complex post-traumatic stress disorder yeah um i mean your body is holding all of that of course i've read you know, the body keeps the score and <clears throat> because of you. Um, so I've just found out a lot of stuff and made those connections. Yeah. But now I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward. Not that looking back is not important. I know that. But to, to you know, just like God told the Israelites, remember, remember, remember Egypt but he was telling them that so they wouldn't go back there. Right. And right. he also told them, don't fantasize or romanticize what it was. Right. It wasn't good, you know, because, you know, the Egyptians are like, oh, my God, you've got us here in the desert. We had all kinds of good stuff there. Yeah. No, you didn't. You were a slave. You know, they were beating you. And so we've got to remember correctly and truly, you know, Um yeah. So and so there's a lot of value in that, but, and I know that God will continue to do that and heal me because I want that. Yeah. But more importantly, this is, i joined because I, something had to change. I had to change because I didn't want that to ever happen again. And as you know, was it wasn't just happening. And I say, as you know, because typically if you're in that kind of relationship, you have other relationships like that. Or that's been true to me, for me. Yes. Um, And so, you know what? I set a very hard boundary last week. And because I'm learning and I'm strong and I'm doing that because I want to be, my why is because I want to be all that God wants me to be. And I also want to be an emotionally healthy person for my children.
0: Yeah. I want
1: them to see that, you
0: know. Um, Okay. Marie, tell so, me, tell me a little bit about when you first, cause you, you also went quickly from flying the flying free oh, yeah. group to flying higher. And just, if anyone's listening, who's not, who's maybe new to the podcast or new to my materials, flying free is a program that I have for women of faith who are in the middle of an abusive relationship, emotionally or spiritually abusive relationship. And, um, or they could be in the middle of it, or they could be maybe going through a separation or going through the divorce process. And then flying higher is something that I created and start last year to help women meet the needs of women who had been divorced, Christian women who are divorced and just want to rebuild their lives. So yeah. flying hires for Christian women who are divorced already. And then flying free is before they're divorced, or even if they don't want to ever get divorced, that's totally fine. Um, so you went from like joining flying free in October of last year. And then I'm guessing you joined, you joined flying higher in January of this year. Yes. Is that correct? Okay. So uh-huh. tell us, tell us a little bit about like, let's go back before flying free. Cause the whole, the reason for this podcast is I want all of you who are listening to understand the benefits of being part of, here's the thing. There are so many free things out there for you and go take advantage of as much of them as you can. I put out a lot of free stuff too. Um, and that's great and do that and like eat it like a little caterpillar, eating all the good leaves, right? So you can grow and whatever. But there comes a time when you need to when it, it your growth is going to start stagnating because your program, your brain's programming, is stuck on what it's been programmed to always believe and think. So as you're so this the program that I have helps rewire your brain systematically with new thought and we do it you know on a weekly basis in different ways there's different things inside of the program that help you do this um yes. and much more intense if you if you like the podcast like would you say marie that the program is i mean it's one of the things people have said is i thought that you know i was worried that if i got into your flying free program it would just be like a repeat of what you're what you talk about on your podcast what's your perception of that marie
1: no, uh, I mean, yeah, the, the basic, uh, you know, truths, but I remember one of the first things I did when I got into flying tree, uh, flying free, I did the coursework and I listened to the expert workshops, which were excellent, um, you know, and <clears throat> the, you know, I have to admit, I didn't see the value of coaching until flying higher. Yeah, but um, so the flying free, you know, I would get in, I would listen to the coaching, but I didn't even do that as much, you know, as I do now. But um, oh no, the expert workshops were amazing. I just even yours, you did uh, the one where you went to Bob and Polly Hamps conference and you spoke about. The brain, all that stuff—that's yeah. fascinating. <laughs> I love that. Um, I, I, you did put that in "Flying Higher," right? I mean, um, flying yeah, free. I have.
0: Yeah, it's in "Flying Free," and actually, no, yeah. I I put some things in "Flying Higher" that I'm actually. So it's interesting that you brought that up because the one, <laughs> well, the ones that I did with Bob Hamp this year in January of 2021. I'm actually putting those in the flying free program this summer. Mm -hmm. So people will in flying free will get those two workshops Mm -hmm. um, this summer. But I did, I think I already put them in flying higher just because I just dump everything in flying higher. So,
1: but there is, and I wish I could remember. I've looked back in my, cause I, I printed like the coursework, uh, you know you have workbooks basically or worksheets for all the courses in flying free well and flying higher but in flying free and I would print those out a lot of times I would listen to you know because it's different it's it's sometimes it's a, a journal exercise or sometimes you've got a video and you're asking us to do a reflection or Sometimes you bring in a guest on or, you know, the the courses are different. And I like that because it's not the same every time. So we're using different parts of our, you know, sometimes we're doing the reflection or sometimes you're asking us to do a thought dump or yeah, all all different kinds of things. And so I think that just helps us as we learn. But one particular course, I cannot remember which it was, but I was standing in line to vote and I was listening to some one of your courses on uh, in my earbuds while I was standing in line that I was standing in for an hour and a half to vote. Um, <laughs> anyway, and you said something that so radically changed my thinking about how our hu- how our ex you know husband's ex whatever some of their tactics they use that are abusive that I did not, I was still unlocking that whole thing about things being abusive, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, part of it might've been where they, you know, you ask them, a, you, I would ask my husband a question like, why were you gone, you know, so long? You said you were going to be back by eight and he wasn't home until, you know, midnight and he would turn it on me. And say, oh my God, nobody could ever satisfy you. You expect perfection. You know, that kind of thing. Anyway, I remember standing in line thinking, why has nobody told me this? Why why have I been in church for almost 30 years of my life and nobody has ever said this to me? It was just, I, I was just shocked that. I've been going through this. It's almost seemingly in isolation. And that and the the people that did know that were in the church, of course, I don't know that they were had bad intentions. I don't think that. It's just that they don't know or yeah. they think a pattern of infidelity is just a pattern of infidelity. They don't see that as as destructive to a woman's soul as it is, you know, I had never heard of betrayal trauma mm. until I had never heard of complex post-traumatic stress disorder. I've never, I had never heard of any of this stuff until your program.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, so you asked me, I'm sorry, I got off. With that.
0: Um, I don't even remember. What you asked <laughs> me
1: like I joined flying free and then I went fast to flying higher. Yeah.
0: I was wondering, well, you obviously you got divorced then during the course of the time that you were in flying free. So then I suppose I you just thought, well, I'll join flying higher next.
1: Did I did you because you-, you kept saying, you kept advertising it as <clears throat> rebuilding. Yeah. If you want to rebuild your life and that, that's exactly what I felt like
0: I was doing. Yeah. And you, you were really, you were ready for it. I mean, you had already kind of done, I think you went on the, like the accelerated version of flying free. (laughs) So, and some people are ready for that. I was just thinking about that the other day. I thought, you know, some people, they come into the program and even just getting an email is like overwhelming to them. And they're overwhelmed by, Oh my word, I've got to read this email now. I don't feel like it. I don't, and it's mostly because they're all so overwhelmed by the abuse and by their life. It's just one more thing is just too much. And so, and they feel that way. And then it kind of keeps them stuck, but then other people come in um, and we try to nurture those people along, but other people come in and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't get enough, you know, 24 seven, I'm going to ingest everything that you throw my way. So we try to have a lots and lots for everybody and, but tell everyone um, that when you come in, it's kind of like a Netflix subscription. (laughs) You get to, you get, if you just want to watch, you know, one hour of something one day, you know, a month, you can do that. It, your subscribe you know, you have a subscription. You don't have to watch. You certainly don't have to watch everything. I'm never going to watch everything on Netflix, but just watch what you want to watch and take it at your own rate. You get to make. That's another really important thing that I try to empower women t- is to make their own decisions for what's best for them. Look around, decide what you. And then every Monday morning, I do give everyone an email, and I kind uh-huh. of, um, <coughs> I, I've decided to start calling it my. It's like my platter of like, this is your meal for the week Yeah, and you can eat, you can eat everything on your plate if you want to, or you can just take one thing off of your plate and eat it, yep. and eat something, eat something yep. on this platter that I'm giving you every Monday morning and, and you will grow, you'll get stronger if yeah. you can just eat, eat a couple of bites if that's all you can eat. And then if you're really, really hungry, go ahead and eat what's on this platter. And I'll give you some links to more things if you want to eat more, but to everyone needs to take that their own pace. So you took it fast. You jumped into flying higher. Why did you join flying higher? And what, how, how has that helped take you further into your growth?
1: Okay. I joined flying higher, like I said, because I wanted to rebuild my life. And I, I, I have to admit though, I kind of didn't want to let go of flying three because I like to finish things and I had not done all the courses yet. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, it's okay. I'm gonna go to this next step. It's gonna be okay. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, best, best decision. Um, and it was uh, it's been awesome. So I'll right. tell you how flying higher uh has <laughs> I'm sitting in a room that is the result of flying higher because. I started when you started the course, you are your greatest hero. Okay. Okay. But because I'm like eating it all up and I'm like a hungry caterpillar, I was like, oh, but I want to do this other course. So <laughs> I did get anything done. <laughs>
0: awesome. <laughs> wow.
1: And so for five years since I've been in this house, my husband and I were in this house until he moved out. I'd wanted the sunroom to be redone painted redone you know instead it became like this catch-all room I could barely even sit in here but this was my mom's favorite room and I wanted it to be my you know sanctuary too um my husband was just not interested in that I guess but I did the get anything done course and I was inspired to do this room
0: that's awesome Uh,
1: and so I did it That's with me, you know, wondering about the budget because, you know, my husband had just left. I I wasn't having his income. My income was the same, but I was very not happy in my job and about ready to quit because another story, I'm going to seminary. Anyway, um, so I did it. I got new tile floor, painted it, got new trim. I mean, I just love it. It's one of my favorite rooms. So that is a direct result of that course. That's
0: awesome. Because
1: yes, you helped us think about it. There was one where you did the reverse engineering. Okay. Yep. So think about what you want. Well, I had a vision for the sunroom, you know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so what you know, and you did it backwards. That was so powerful. Um, and another thing that Flying Hour has done is I I don't attend a church anymore because church is 10 o'clock on Sundays. It's our
0: flying higher. (laughs) We do. We have, so we have our flying higher classes every Sunday at 10 o'clock and you don't have to come live. Not everyone comes live and just a small actual percentage comes live, but we record it and then you can watch the recording later. But there is this group of women that come live and it is a lot, I think it's fun to do it live. Yeah. And it is kind of our it's kind of our church. It is. <laughs> like, I'm not saying
1: that I won't ever go back to church. I mean yeah. I am going to seminary, but <laughs> right now
0: <laughs> Maybe you'll start a church, another church that's yours. I know. You know?
1: Um right now it is my community. And I'm telling you, I've made some really good friends. Yeah. Um from there. Good. And so You know, it's just, Natalie, what makes your program so beautiful is because it is for women of faith, because there is something unique about hard marriages for women of faith. And I think we've said why, because we do want to please God. Yeah. And so, you know, we go into our marriages thinking, well, this is, you know, for life and, you know, it's supposed to represent... Jesus in the church and, but one person can't make that happen.
0: Right. <laughs> you know,
1: and I've spent over two decades trying to make that happen. Um, but yeah, flying higher. And so now, though, I've been coached by you three times, I think one time was last week during the forum. I don't know if you know, realize that, um, yep. I, I knew, I knew that was you. Yes. <laughs> that's the day I set the boundary that I needed to, to, and I think it was because I had gotten that coaching and I felt, so I didn't know I was going to have to set the boundary. Mm. That something just happened to, to you know, necessitate that, but mm. I did it. Yes. <laughs> i like, I don't think it's a coincidence that I was coached today and that I was asking the forum, you know, for like, what do y'all think about, the, you know, yeah. um, So very important, like i listen to the coaching every week now. If I can't be there live, i listen to it because I learn something every single time because what we don't realize, I think we, you know, you're not just divorced and then everything's just, okay, you're going to rebuild your life. No, I mean, over half my life, I've lived in an emotionally destructive marriage and there's a lot of rewiring I need to do. Yeah. So, I mean, in how I relate with my children, how I relate with at work. I mean, so recently I left a place that I was the accounting manager there. You know, they taught me so well. They treated me OK. It, I mean, well in the beginning, but it had become not a very healthy environment. Mm. So. I, I just don't want to be in unhealthy environments if I can help it anymore. So I had the courage, didn't have a job. Um, you know, I gave him plenty of notice um, and trained the person to take my place, but I'm not there anymore. And now I'm at this place making more than I was.
0: Oh, that is so awesome! A, yeah,
1: it, it's a contract temporary job, which is what I wanted because I'll start back school in August. I mean, I'm just I'm wow. I'm really amazed at how everything is
0: is working out. So. Wow. Would you say that your confidence has grown in the last year compared to where you were a year ago? Yes. I think that's key. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. And the reason, I mean, we can all relate to this. If we do something, you know, if we step out of our fear and do something anyway, which a lot of times we're always going to be scared. I mean, when I took on the project of this i was like how am i gonna furniture out how am i gonna get because well i did i'm pretty resourceful you know i had to turn some of the furniture upside down stand it up you know (laughs) but i mean i did it but when we do something and then we're we make the goal it builds our confidence yes and even if we mess up during it or whatever we're still learning something yeah you know um Oh, yeah, my confidence and who I am, even that I am in this job, is amazing. I, I just, the confidence even that I had to do the interview, because they they wanted somebody that um, could fill in for an assistant controller. I said, well, I've never been an assistant controller, but they started asking me a series of questions, and I would say, well, no, I've not ever done that, but I can. I mean, I can learn. Yeah.
0: Yeah. See, that's great. That's self-confidence. You're confident in who you are. You're maybe not confident in that job because you've never done it before, but you're confident that you can do whatever is put in front of you to do. And I can
1: learn it. And that's what I've told him. I said, you know, no, I've never used that software, but I'm telling you, like, I, I, I'm pretty good at learning any software, you know, I mean, and so Yeah, I think it was that. I was shocked. And that next day they called me, yeah, they want you. Because, you know, a recruiter is who contacted me and put me in this um, temporary contract job until September. But I'm just like, I'm doing it. I've been there four weeks now. And, you know, it's great. And so that makes
0: me even more confident for the next thing. Exactly, You build momentum (laughs) in your life and it just creates a completely different life. Okay. I want, um, I want to tell those of you who are listening, if you're thinking, well, how in the world do I get into this program or these programs? We uh, just, just in the last month, I'm recording this on June, in June, and you guys will be hearing this, I think in August, but in June, I decided to go with an application process so that people who want to get into the programs. They can get in on a regular basis. We'll open it up more frequently instead of every six months, but you have to apply to get into the program. And the reason why we're doing that and requiring an application process now is because I kind of want to make it a little bit more difficult to get in. And here's why people, there's a lot of people that will come in and they won't, they'll pay the money, but they won't do the work. And again, you don't have to do all the work like Marie did. I think she's the exception to the rule, but, but you have to do something. Otherwise you, otherwise you're just taking, it's like this, throwing your money down the toilet and flushing it. And I don't, I really don't want anybody to do that. Mm -hmm. So um, my, my goal is that people would come in and get transformed. And it starts with transforming the way you think about yourself and the way you think about God and the way you think about your marriage about life, about all the things. So we have to do that systematically. And I'll take you, I take you by your hand and I'll walk you through all of the steps little by little, and I'll get you there. One year from now, you could be just like Marie sitting in a different complete, you, you're, you know, a year from now is coming, right? It's coming regardless of what you decide to do. So who do you want to be a year from now? Do you want to be the same version of yourself that you are today? Or do you want to be a different version of yourself? Marie, do you have any regrets about no. this last year? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> so so if you're interested in joining Flying Free, you'd need to go to joinflyingfree.com. And there will it'll tell you more about the program and there'll be a, a, a application at the bottom, you'd fill out that application and then you're going to get put on a little, on a little bit of a hold. I'll send you some emails just to kind of encourage you and some things you can do while you're waiting. And then if your application shows us that you are ready to do this work and that you really, really want notice how Marie was chomping at the bit in both cases, chomping at the bit to get into flying free, chomping at the bit to get into flying higher. And those are the people that are going to come in, and they're going to do that work. And those—that's when you're going to change. That's yeah. what I want to see for you guys. So, I want you to kind of be chomping at the bit a little bit, so that when you get in, you're hungry for it, and you can get—and you can get those uh, paradigm shifts in your life. So, um, so it's joinflyingfree.com to find the application for Flying Free, and it's joinflyinghigher.com to find the application for Flying Higher. Um, and then Marie, before we go, tell us a little, I know you have a blog too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Tell, why don't you tell us about where people can find you if they want to read? Cause you have a, did you write a series on your blog about spiritual abuse? I did. It's right. called why I left giant church incorporated. Why yeah. I left what church incorporated
1: giant. Why I left giant church incorporated. Oh,
0: great title.
1: Okay. Um, Yes, it's
0: at live like it matters.net. Oh, I love that too. live like it matters.net. Yep. You'll find Marie and her writings and if you have had any kind of spiritual abuse or you're wondering if you are, if that's going on in your church check out her series, Why I Left Giant Church Incorporated. Is there a link? Like if you, is there a link to easily find that on your blog? Yes. If you go to the homepage,
1: there's a tab that says Giant Church Incorporated. Okay. Yeah. All the posts are there. I do want to say something else, Natalie, just in case people think like, oh, you know, because on the other side of this, you know, it looks like, oh, well, she's doing great. But I'm telling you, when 2018 turned, was the New Year's Eve, 2018 was turning into 2019. I did not want to be on this earth anymore. I was at my darkest. I was sitting at my dining room table in there all alone because my husband and I were separated then. Um, and I asked the Lord to take me home because I did yeah. not, I I I couldn't foresee. I said, it cannot keep going like this. I can't do it. I can't do it. So I was in a very, very dark place, but slowly I got out of the pit. Yeah. One very small step at a time. And that may have been when I, I can't remember if I was already going to counseling then, but that was part of it too. I just had to have somebody to talk me off the ledge yeah yeah it yeah. was
0: really bad so I can relate to that uh, and so many women can
1: yeah I think the, so the, it, go ahead I'm, I went from the door into the light I mean literally yeah <laughs> so it's possible for all of us I mean God you know if we look at the story of the Bible God is a god um, of liberation and flourishing yes. and that's what he wants for us. Um, And I mean, if you just look at the story of the Israelites, that's what he did to them in a land flowing with milk and honey. That's where he wanted them to be. And so that's not just for later. That is for later in eternity, but it's now too.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. He didn't intend for us to be heaps and puddles on the floor for the rest of our
1: lives. No, he does not intend for us to enable people to continue to sin against us that
0: is not glorifying to him that is not glorifying to God so right one of the things too um I mean Marie is a a beautiful example of this process but when and you've probably heard if you've been listening to the podcast there are several other survivor stories we did last year in in 2020 um we also have dozens we call them butterfly stories in the flying free system yes dozens of stories of women who share they just share their story for about an hour in a video format so you get to see them instead of just hear them and um and they are and they tell their stories and there's they're all different they yes. all have different experiences of abuse different backgrounds different ways of responding different ways of getting out they're fascinating and and I'm so glad there's so many of them in such a variety because it shows that this is not a cookie cutter process and we are not cookie cutter people and each one of you is really special and unique and your process is going to look different and we don't try to um we don't try to just put you on this conveyor belt and and run you through well we don't Mm -hmm. we don't actually do anything we don't tell we you're never ever going to hear me tell you what to do (laughs) ever that is, uh, but I will, I will teach you to make your own really good choices for yourself, and then you get to decide. And then we just get to have the privilege and the honor of supporting you in whatever you decide for your life. Whether you decide to stay, leave, stay and leave, and then stay again, or leave five hundred times, and then you know, I mean, we don't, right. we just love you and want to support you in whatever your journey looks like. Yeah. So, Marie, thank you so much for being willing to come on. Thank the you. Podcast share. I can't
1: believe it. I listened to all those podcasts and now I got to be on. I know.
0: I think it's so much fun. I just think (laughs) I just love that so much. All right. And for those of you who listened today, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, fly free.